here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105FM in Bulugwane. You are on Life Happens on SAFM. My name is Pimela Modin. And what are we discussing this afternoon in the health feature is balding, uh, loss of hair and alopecia. So I don't know whether all of these things are one and the same thing, but Dr. Kevin Alexandra, who is a specialist in hair loss, joins us now on the line. Dr. Alexandra, good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Pamela. Good afternoon to you. Okay, so loss of hair... Is it different names for different types of hair loss, or is it all the same? Well, everyone calls it alopecia, but (laughs) what people don't realize is that alopecia simply means loss of hair, and of course there's different types. You've got the patchy loss, which is the autoimmune condition, which is correctly termed alopecia areata, Mm -hmm. and then there's the most common one, which is called alopecia androgenetica, which is your common male and female pattern balding. And then, of course, there's a host of other less common alopecias. So people tend to just kind of put it all into one big term, alopecia or hair loss, but it's not actually the case. Okay. All right, so let's open the lines because, I, you know, people I'm sure want to get some advice from you on 891 Let's start with, I suppose, the common one where I think predominantly men lose hair after a certain age. What is the cause of that? Is that genetic always? Yes, so when it occurs in certain patterns, for instance, there's 17 patterns described in the condition of male pattern baldness, then it is genetic. And of course, stress factors can speed it up. So if you take two identical twins, the one who has more stress in his life will bald more quickly, Mm -hmm. but they'll end up equally bald because of their parents' genes. And and so what what is actually going on there? So if it is genetic, what, what actually happens uh, okay. physiologically? So it's a bit technical, but uh, what is happening is that your body produces a hormone called DHT or dihydrotestosterone. And after puberty, the level of DHT rises in the bloodstream. And then, of course, this DHT starts to interact with your genetically inherited receptors, which are found in the base of the hair follicle. And, of course, in human males, these receptors are only found on the top of the head and females are found all over the head. And once this occurs, uh, this interaction, it creates a problem for the follicle. The follicle begins to shrink down in size and successive generations of hairs that grow and fall out get replaced with hairs that are thinner and finer until eventually you need a microscope to see the hairs that remain. And that is what we call balding. So, you know, male pattern balding. Um, If you look up close with a magnifying glass on a completely bald man's head, you'll see tiny, fine little fluffy hairs which are the remnant hairs of what used to be uh, his thick, strong, what we call terminal hairs. And and how is this different to what happens, for instance, uh, when one gets cancer and maybe hormonal imbalances and so on, where it's not necessarily genetic? Yeah, so with those types of conditions, the hair itself does fall out completely mm. and doesn't grow back, so you won't get a remnant hair. Okay. And there's very few conditions where the follicles are actually permanently destroyed. So even with chemotherapy, once the chemotherapy has stopped, the hair will then start growing back again. Um, Hormones and stress factors tend to work their effect by creating shedding. And the medical name for that shedding episode is telogen effluvium. And what happens then is that you shed a tremendous amount of hairs, but of course all the hairs do grow back. The problem is if they grow back thinner and finer, for instance, if you've inherited 
genetic um, alopecia or alopecia androgenetica, then of course you will speed up the balding process. So the shedding in itself is not really a problem, but rather um, the fact that your follicles are shrinking. That is really the problem. That is what we address at our clinic is this follicle shrinkage problem. So how is it done? You know, you get all kinds of things, for instance, shampoos and creams and so on, where people try and, you know, deal with it themselves before they come to a specialist like yourself. Uh, Is there just, you know, marketing gimmicks? Is it possible to help someone who is balding get their hair back by using a cream? Uh, Well, not not with a cream, but certainly it is possible with the latest medical treatments. And, you know, what people don't realize is that there's lots of cosmetic products that are advertised on, you know, Mm -hmm. in the media that Mm -hmm. make a claim that they can grow people's hair back. And, of Mm -hmm. course, those cosmetics are not medicines. They've never been through clinical trials, never been proven to work. And the proper medicines are not the kinds of things you're going to buy over the counter in any supermarket or even in a pharmacy, uh, they are prescription medicines that can only be prescribed by a doctor. And those medicines have been through clinical trials. They've been proven to work. And yes, we certainly can grow people's hair back. Uh, how the medicines work is that they stop that DHT hormone from accessing the genetic receptors and then allow for the follicle to restructure itself back to what it was like when you were a 10-year-old. In other words, before you went through puberty and before any genetic or hormonal influence came into play. So, so what kind of treatment is that? You know, what what kind of? How would one go about that? Would would that be a lengthy or a once-off treatment? Uh, no. So, if we're talking about male or female pattern baldness, which is the inherited condition, then we're not talking about a cure. We're talking about control. Mm. So, the medicines are either applied topically, um, as in lotions, or they can be in tablet form. For instance, the male anti-baldness pill, and then you need to keep using those treatments. So even once your hair has grown back, and it generally doesn't take long, earliest is three months, longest is six months to get good results. And of course, people do respond in different ways to the medical treatment. But once your hair has grown back, you need to keep using at least one of those drugs for life to maintain. So in a similar way to how a doctor would control your blood pressure or your cholesterol, you'd be taking a tablet for life. You'd go for regular checkups. And you might need to get that tablet tweaked or changed from time to time. Mm. It's exactly the same when it comes to growing somebody's hair back when it comes to an inherited balding condition. All right. We'll take those calls. 891 I see Amid is on the line with us. Hello, Amid. All right. We seem to have lost Amid there. And, and Doc, is there the, the, the issues around diet? How simple is it to, to assist hair growth with diet? Uh, no, you can't assist hair growth with diet. Um, you can lose hair if you're deficient in certain nutrients, for instance, if you're completely iron deficient. Um, if you were taking too much vitamin A, you could you know, cause yourself to lose hair. But you're certainly not going to be able to stimulate growth with, with diet, that's for sure. Only the medicines you know, that I've been speaking about can actually stimulate growth. Can we delay, if, if you know genetically that in my line, uh, in my family line, you know, balding is the thing and we all at about 35 maybe is, is what happens to all of us. Can you delay that process? Yes, certainly. With the latest medical treatments, it's definitely possible. Um, in fact, in a very high percentage of cases, if you put a teenager onto treatment, um, the chances that he or she will ever 
go bald is very, very slim. But like I said, they need to be compliant. They need to keep on using the treatments, um, having their checkups. Um, and, you know, I've even seen this in my own family with my brother-in-law. I put him on treatment at the age of 17. All the rest of the family so, went bald, and he's the only one now. He turned 40 on Friday, and he's still got a thick fillet of hair. Tato, you calling us from Pretoria. Hi. Hi. Hello, Tato. I wanted to find out, man, I don't have beard, eh? Mm-hmm. And I wish I could have them. Is this treatment uh, also helpful in that regard? <laughs> Tato wants some beard, Doc. Can you help him there? But uh, do you have a, a head full of hair, Tato? No, my head, my head is fine. Only I look like a boy, but I'm, I'm 45. <laughs> you should be lucky. <laughs> uh, Doc, can you help there? Yes, believe it or not, the latest thing now has become treating beards. Men who can't grow thick beards come to me, and we have treated them successfully. So it's a combination of medicine. Sometimes we actually do injections um, into the beard area, and it does work. Uh, it's not the main thing that I do, but I certainly have treated some beards. <laughs> You know, people oh, want to get good. younger. You want to get older. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look older. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sato. That's okay, Sato there from Pretoria. Doc, I mean, so as you said, how early can one start with that treatment? You said you started your brother at 17. How much? Uh, no, my brother-in-law at 17. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I beg <laughs> yeah, your pardon. He's, I beg he's about pardon. 17 years younger than me, so yes, I was yes, about yes. 34 at the time. Yes. Um, no, so yeah, you can start treating. The earliest signs you'll see it in boys is generally about 14, 15 sometimes girls even younger, maybe 13, 14. Um, so the first sign that you can start to see that your teenager is starting to thin, um, that's when they should go into treatment. And, of course, in children under 20, mm-hmm. the results are spectacular because, I mean, they respond so well. So, um, yeah, as soon as you see it starting, that's the time to treat. I, I suppose that would be maybe in the case where a child has, you know, has got cancer and this is part of... Uh, what happens when they're taking treatment. So you could start as early as, you know, whatever the age is, if, if needs be. Um, no, well, we've been talking about genetic loss. In other okay, words. okay. Yeah, when it comes uh, to cancer, that's a different issue altogether mm-hmm. because um, normally the follicles are not damaged in any way. So mm-hmm. a cancer patient, three months after stopping chemo, their hair should grow back to normal. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they don't need treatment. Sometimes uh-huh. if their hair is not growing back as thick and as strong as it was, we'll put them on treatment just to encourage it to do so. Mm. But what we've been talking about is genetic gotcha. loss. That is the inherited yes. one, the one where men go bald on top, ladies get a diffuse thinning all over. That's what you should start your teenagers on treatment okay. as soon as you notice it. No, really appreciate it, Dr. Kevin Alexandra, and his details will be on our social media platforms if you want to deal with this. Tato, I just think Tato is so vain. Tato there, he wants to have a beard. No problems at all. He just wants to look much better than he is. It's 2 o'clock. Let's get the very latest with Utsi Lesako.